0: I am Ken. And I'm Dee. And this is Antiques Freaks. It's the podcast to be. This week in honor of spooky season, I would like to give you a spooky subject. Uh Oh? But first... A Quick and Dirty History of American Spiritualism. Always fun. Always spooky. The short version is 19th century folks love talking to ghosts. Who doesn't? The spiritualism movement was, I would say, a folk magic or folk religion that sprung up in America, particularly in the early to mid 19th century and continued gaining popularity on through the latter half of the 19th century because boy howdy, a lot of people suddenly had a lot more dead relatives than they were used to. (laughs) Yeah. Dee touched on spiritualism. In our Victorian ectoplasm and spirit photography episode, but the teal deer of it is ghosts real, actually, and we can talk to them with parlor tricks, including seances, which is sitting around a table in a dark room holding hands with your friends and asking the spirit world if there's anybody home, automatic writing, which is going into a quote-unquote trance and channeling spirits through your body to allow them to write messages, or sometimes entire books, such as the posthumous works of Shakespeare and Dickens. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Their ghosts were on fire to finish a few thoughts. Rapping, which is not hip-hop poetry, but rather (laughs) calling out yes or no questions and waiting for a knock and response, one for yes, two for no, or for open-ended questions, calling out each individual letter of the alphabet and waiting for a ghost to knock at one to slowly spell out the answer. Or the talking board, also known as a spirit board, witch board, channeling board, and or oracle board, which is a board with the alphabet, the numbers zero through nine, and the words yes and no written on it paired with a teardrop shaped planchette that can then point to different letters, numbers, or answers. Each participant in a talking board session puts at least one finger on the planchette, which is then moved around by the spirits and definitely not the alive humans touching the planchette.
1: Well, I don't know, Ken, we used the spirit board to try to locate another spirit board and the answer was incomprehensible enough that I don't believe that you
0: with it the answer was phaedro which isn't anything <laughs> which is
1: nothing so i thought well that actually might be a missive from a ghost and he forgot how to say anything correctly <laughs> he forgot
0: how to spell pedro
1: not that that would have answered any questions
0: i have mind <laughs> More on talking boards in a bit, but first I want everyone to know that spiritualism in 19th century America was a movement dominated by women, including the Fox Sisters, who gave the American spiritualist movement a big kickoff starting in 1848 when they claimed to communicate with ghosts through knocking sounds. They enjoyed astounding fame and fortune until 1888, when Sister Margareta spoiled everything by admitting it was a hoax. They were not the first American spiritualist, but definitely did a lot for the movement's overall popularity early on. And from that point onward, it was, again, an art form-dominated By women. Just keep that in mind going forward with this episode. Okay. Talking boards overtake automatic writing, rapping, and general seances in the 1880s for a number of reasons, including but not limited to automatic writing, rapping, and seances require a quote unquote medium, which is a specific person with a special connection with the spirit world that you have to hire especially to come to your party, whereas a talking board can be used by the guests you already invited as a matter of course. And the talking board streamlines the rapping communication method, especially when it comes to the alphabet. Because imagine the time spent saying each letter of the alphabet out loud and waiting for a response versus the time spent poking a planchette on a board <laughs> that can go to any letter at any time. It doesn't need for you wait for you to say the letter.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's not like you have Netflix or anything. Really come into the bit. Come on.
0: <laughs> at this point, talking board manufacture has not been centralized. Many different companies produce boards and it's extremely easy to make your own at home out of wood or even just paper. Then, in 1890, a man named Elijah Bond patents a talking board under the name Ouija. Why? Ouija. That's a matter of myth, right? According to the people involved in a certain spirit board session conducted by Elijah with Parley Game Company owner Charles Kennard and also his sister-in-law Helen Peters-Nosworthy, do not forget Miss Peters, wherein they asked the spirits what they ought to call the board. And according to Charles Kennard, I remarked that we had not yet settled upon a name and as the board had helped us in other ways, we would ask it to propose one. It's spelled out O-U-I-J-A. When I asked the meaning of the word, it said, good luck. (laughs) Miss Peters thereupon drew upon her neck a chain, which had at the end a locket. On it, a figure of a woman, and at the top the word, Ouija. We asked her if she had thought of the name, and she said she had not. Which, of course, means she couldn't have come up with it and moved the planchette in that direction. The first Ouija boards are produced by the Kennard Novelty Company that same year. In 1919, Kenner Novelty Company becomes the Fold Company, and the Ouija game is easily their best-selling product. But is it a game? Yes. To mess with spirits? (laughs) Yes, it's absolutely a parlor game. In 1967, Parker Brothers buys Ouija rights from the Fold Company. Ouija is still a best-selling game. In 1991, Hasbro acquires Tonka Corp, which includes Parker Brothers and Kenner products. Ouija sales are still going strong. And in 1998, Hasbro merges Parker Brothers branding with Milton Bradley, which it had already acquired in 1984, to form Hasbro Games. And it is at this point all Ouija boards released are branded with Hasbro rather than Parker Brothers. The phrase, genuine Parker Brothers talk board, really only applies between 1967 and 1998. It does not apply to the actual original Ouija board. I think people say genuine Parker Brothers Talkboard because, unless I'm much mistaken, Parker Brothers is the brand name it appears under in the film The Exorcist, which was also the point in American culture when Ouija turned from parlor game to oh my god, the devil is real. <laughs> and then 10 years later, in 2008, Hasbro creates the star subject of today's episode. Did do you have a guess? Um, is this about just more on the talk board? But what specific Hasbro product are we talking about today?
1: Wait, is this Ouija for girls? This is pink Ouija for girls! Pink Ouija for girls! Yes, absolutely. Pink Ouija for girls! Pink Ouija for girls, it's girl time. You ever put out, you ever take out a Ouija board and you're like, it's like for boys. I don't want that. <laughs> Where's a Ouija board for me and my gentle feminine teen spirit?
0: The product is not actually officially called Pink Ouija for Girls.
1: It should be, though.
0: The product is just called Ouija. But Pink Ouija for Girls is the search string you need to type into your favorite online sales platform in order to find it, for reasons that will shortly become obvious. The first, and biggest reason, is that the bulk of the product is hot pink. It's so good! <laughs> <laughs> Unless otherwise specified, hot pink applies to everything mentioned henceforth. (laughs) It includes a carrying case, which I would describe as Trapper Keeper-esque, about the size of a messenger bag with a zip closure and a shoulder strap to match, all in plastic. A reproduction of this would make a killer laptop bag, just saying.
1: I was on the cusp of buying one for like 80 bucks to use as a laptop bag.
0: More on those prices later. Why does this particular Ouija and no other have a carrying case? So you can take it to sleepovers! Yes, because Hasbro is marketing this specifically as a sleepover game and you need to be able to tote it around to your friends' houses. I wish the makers of Wingspan were so thoughtful.
1: Another way you know it's for girls is because on the back it says Girls have questions, Ouija has answers. (laughs) Do I have a picture ready to go of girl Ouija? Yes, all the time.
0: The board itself is not cardboard but masonite, which means it is very durable and will last through many sleepovers. It has a hot pink background with the traditional moon and star woodcut corners being dark purple and baby blue with pastel yellow highlights. The lettering of the board itself is chunky lowercase curlicue-esque font in dark purple. It's like bubble letters. It makes me so happy. It's like one step above a Ouija board in Comic Sans. It's really good, yeah. The planchette is a darker shade of hot pink. And unlike other Ouija board games, this one comes with a deck of 36 question cards. (laughs) Because girls can't think for themselves. Including such zingers as, who wishes I would sit with them at lunch? (laughs) What is my best physical feature? Who will ask me to go out with them next?
1: I'm asking the ghosts to flirt with me, please.
0: At what age will I get married? Who has a crush on me? How many children will I have when I grow up? If I have to choose, will I choose love or money? Ooh. Does insert name here want to go out with me? And my personal favorite, if I have to choose, will I have a career or stay home with my kids? Oh my god, what the fuck? So, as you can see, the sample questions are not exactly what I would call gender neutral.
1: <laughs> yeah, we are approaching Barbie's dieting tips, don't eat levels of cringe.
0: Talking Barbie, math is hard, levels of cringe. <laughs> This Ouija also comes with instructions. Oh, how to summon the devil. That's what every girl needs at the slumber party. The Ouija board pronounced Ouija. So there's that argument put to fucking bed. Yeah, it's pronounced Ouija. Like, stop. We all, we've known this. Has always been mysterious and mystifying. Ask it a question. It will respond by spelling out your answer in the window of the message indicator, planchette. And now included question cards. Ask the Ouija board what girls want to know. (laughs) But after several steps of how to ask a question using a card with a pre-printed question on it, it does have a section for asking your own questions. Be creative. Ask the Ouija board anything you want. Just remember to have fun. After all, it's just a game. Or is it? Develop interiority, why don't you? (laughs) Why are you asking me what the fuck to do? You're a person. Now, why is this product so bonkers? If our commentary hasn't already illuminated that for you.
1: Yeah, I don't know. If you haven't figured it out by now, I can't help you.
0: Talking boards in particular and spiritualism in general, as I mentioned earlier, were a female-dominated art form from the beginning for more than a full century (laughs) before Hasbro's 2008 Pink Ouija for Girls was released. A woman even named the damn thing Ouija.
1: Hasbro's trying to honor that by making a Ouija just for girls.
0: So for Hasbro in 2008 to say, how do we market this spooky sleepover game to girls specifically and come up with a solution, make it pink and write girl questions, is Bonkers.
1: I love how very little research went into this because everyone knows that, like, the second more than three girls get together at night, they are immediately trying to do every kind of witchcraft possible.
0: Absolutely! Everyone's doing Liza Feather Sifida's board, everyone's doing Bloody Mary, everyone's making up new satanic rituals. Like, it's nuts! It takes very little to push a gaggle of girls into the occult.
1: Like, they are googling different goetic demons and they are trying to make them turn up with a Yankee candle like Chris Bapple. (laughs) I guarantee it every time. You do not need to encourage them to the dark arts.
0: Hasbro has never come forward to explain why they did this bonkers thing. Despite media outcry on all sides... (laughs) with conservatives (laughs) freaking out over marketing witchcraft to children. And progressives annoyed that one, the bulk of the questions provided are extremely vapid, and two, once again, girls are put in pink jail where they can only play with pink things because all other colors are for boys. Meanwhile, as Dee just noted, all the girls I knew were already playing with the regular non-pig Ouija board for literal decades to summon actual facts ghosts and demons and blood men, but I guess that was gender transgressive of them because apparently standard Ouija (laughs) is for boys only.
1: The first all-girl sleepover I went to, they drew blood to try to summon the devil. They used pins to draw their own blood and they like smeared it into a pentagram and they were just like belly all (laughs) come to me and I was like, holy shit, you guys are (laughs) hardcore. These are bog-standard girls, right? Like, they were not, like, goths yet. I mean, I'm sure they were later. These
0: kids were going places.
1: Like, before that, when they had been talking about the Backstreet Boys, it's so real. Like, every, like, joke you've heard about it, it's so real.
0: According to user Paganza Dog's Amazon review of Pink Ouija, only a couple hundred were ever produced, and Ouija board Pink would go down in history as the worst concept ever devised by a toy company. Bullshit. However, they cited no sources. Oh, okay. Uh, I actually
1: found the box and I need to share this very fun little ad on the back of the box with you. Do tell. It has always been mysterious. It has always been mystifying. And now Ouija board is just for you, girl.
0: (laughs) Wow. Do you feel so represented right now, Dee?
1: I feel so represented. Do you feel seen? I like the idea that like girls were picking up regular Ouija boards and going, this Ouija board won't talk to me, a girl. (laughs) How could it? It's not pink! It's not pink. I need to summon girl spirits. You think you get Zozo on the pink Ouija board?
0: But why does this product exist?
1: Well, it was 2008,
0: right? It was 2008, which means it was the year that Hasbro released the pink line of board games. Oh! Because Ouija is not the only pink Hasbro product from this year. Oh my god. It's just the weirdest one. <laughs> (laughs) Other games include Pink Scrabble, Pink Uno, Pink Jenga, Pink Life, Pink Twister, and Pink Monopoly.
1: Yeah, I've never been able to get into Jenga because of those
0: colors. All of these were Toys R Us exclusives, but the Pink Ouija is most infamous for many reasons, which I have outlined here. (laughs) One, think about it for five seconds, it's hilarious. It's so good. Secondarily, millennials love pink and millennials love witchcraft. And Pink Ouija is pink witchcraft, checkmate atheists.
1: Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, you just described me. I love pink, I love witchcraft.
0: I feel like they made this specifically for you.
1: So sad that I only found out about it well after the fact that I was like a kid when it came out because like there's no way in hell my parents would let me own that. I say in hell because that's where they'd assume I went. <laughs>
0: I don't have any direct from Hasbro sourcing on this, but I do have a theory. Late on me. I'm assuming Hasbro did some kind of marketing survey where they found girls didn't buy as many board games as boys did and decided to rebrand their top-selling board games with special pink editions to encourage more girls to pick up the hobby. And because, since its inception, Ouija has consistently been one of the top-selling board games in America, Ouija went on the same list as Monopoly, and Uno, and Scrabble, and Jenga, and Life, and Twister. Joke's on them, now all the women are playing Dune.
1: Fucking Mario Kart jokes out the window, by the way. Don't play the Dune board game if you want to keep your friendships.
0: (laughs) I think that's the closest
1: I came to having a real argument with my boyfriend. Damn.
0: Okay, would it have been better if it was Pink Dune?
1: Yes, 100%. Absolutely. Okay. Because then he'd feel too foolish to take me up on anything that I did.
0: <laughs> You'd have the advantage of your feminine wiles at full power.
1: Yeah, he would be like,
0: I am a brawny and strong
1: man, not not a slender girl. I can't, th- this is not my field of battle.
0: Not a young willowy wisp of a woman. <laughs> <laughs> now we come to collectability. (laughs) High, absolutely the highest. The pink Ouija is extremely collectible because of the aforementioned millennial appeal and also because if Pagan's a dog is to be believed, only a few hundred exist at best. This was a Toys R Us exclusive so it was only available in one store and it was controversial upon release and for many years after it was available. So there were few to begin with and fewer of those were sold. Which is a perfect storm of collectibility. Which means that today prices range from $100 to $300 depending on condition new inbox contains all pieces, all the vapid cards, etc.
1: Yeah actually I I just went looking as is my wont to do. The cheapest one available on eBay right now is just the board and planchette for $100.
0: Most of them go for between $150 to $250 and that's not just eBay list prices, that is eBay sold prices and I know this because I've had an eBay alert set up for Pink Ouija for the past five years and the price has not dropped. Someday you're
1: going to sneak in on someone who doesn't know it's collectible. I know it. I have it in my Heart.
0: I did come across one auction where it was 60 and I bid them up to 150 before I gave up. Uh, that's wild that you just admitted that. <laughs> Look at this thing.
1: No, I mean like it's, I I 100% agree. It's just that usually if I say it was a good purchasing decision, it's not like (laughs) logically speaking.
0: I helped that seller make a market profit on that piece. And for that, I am proud of myself.
1: I'm proud of you too. You really, you gave that person a real leg up.
0: Also my favorite fact about Pink Ouija, it has a worth point entry. Yes, absolutely. And that is all I have to tell you about the greatest product Hasbro has ever made. <laughs> pink Ouija for girls.
1: Should I wear that top? Should I wear that checkered top tomorrow, All? Behemoth? What do you think? What do you think?
0: When I go to meet Slenderman in his mansion, should I wear a pink lipstick or a bat? Yeah, which does he like? And it's just
1: like the planchet shaking violently. Like, I want to go back to hell. I want to go back to hell. It's like, who's hotter? Is it Jimin or RM? <laughs>
0: No. Sources for this episode include museumoftalkingboards.com Smithsonian Magazine The Strange and Mysterious History of the Ouija Board Pagans of Dogs Amazon Review of Pink Ouija (laughs) eBay and Wikipedia truly the all-star MVP of this episode because do you have any idea how many different articles I had to cross-reference just to get a timeline of who owned Ouija?
1: It's messy as hell and I'm pretty sure one of the guys who owned it did just off himself.
0: He accidentally fell off the top of the factory that the Ouija board told him to build. It's a very spooky story. In conclusion, donate to Wikipedia. If you would like to suggest an episode topic or just say hello, you can email us directly, podcast at gmail.com. You can post in our Facebook group, Antiques Freaks Friends. You can tag us on Tumblr, antiquesfreaks.tumblr.com, or you can check us out on Instagram at instagram.com slash antiquesfreaks.
1: Feel free to send us questions from your vapid set of Ouija for girl cards.
0: In fact, you could post those as a review for this very podcast in whichever podcasting app you're choosing to listen to this.
1: We would love to get a review that your Ouija board tells you to leave. Actually, that was a joke, but now I I very sincerely would love for someone to do that. Right? Could you get your Ouija board to write us a review, please?
0: And thank you. Oh my god, I'd be so happy. (laughs) And if you need more Antiques Freaks in your week, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Antiques where every week we read and review a chapter of the Victorian Penny Dreadful, Varney the Vampire, or the Feast of Blood. Put you in a spooky, spooky vampire mood. Now featuring the Quaker Oats Man. Yeah, he's there. He's a real bastard. Special shout out to our patrons for paying our hosting fees and filling our hearts with love. So much love. And thank you in particular for listening. That's right. You. Au revoir. Goodbye.